0: We get the
1: best of both worlds. I've always been clear that we could make a success of no deal. I will return comme je as I was I would you run I was in Germany. you as in Germany. I will
0: return 8.46 and Che Young-Joo is here on The Pulse for us today. Good morning. Good morning, Alex as prosecutors have reassigned the investigation into a biotech company which may involve the writer and former liberal politician Ryu Chemin. Can you tell us more?
1: Yes, uh, the Joint Securities uh, Crime Investigation Division of the Southern Seoul Prosecutor's Office was disbanded last month. And the uh, investigation into this biotechnology company, Shilajen, was reassigned to financial investigation team on Wednesday. Well, much attention is on the investigation as it may reveal whether former liberal politician Yu Shimin, as you said, was involved, as some conservative lawmakers and YouTubers have been claiming.
0: Yeah, and, uh, uh, Yu Shimin spells her name with a an r in english which is why i sort of gave it that extra (laughs) pronunciation just to clarify um but yeah indeed uh this is a name that we've been hearing about for some time can you give us a bit of background
1: Sure. The the prosecutors have been investigating uh, stock trade irregularities involving this company, Shilajen, since August last year. The executive sold off all his uh, shares in the company in July, a month before its stocks uh, crashed upon news that clinical trials for an anti-cancer drug the company was testing, had been aborted. The executive is uh, suspected of profiting from confidential information, which constitutes a violation of the Korean laws on the capital market and the financial investment business.
0: And how is Yuxi Min actually involved in this investigation?
1: Well, some conservative lawmakers and YouTubers have been claiming that Yu Ximin has a close connection with the company, that he made a speech at a seminar hosted by Shilhajan back in 2015. Also, they say that there's a close relationship between the company and the politicians in Moon Jae-in government, that the company's stock price rose greatly after Moon took office, and even the company is based in Busan, where President Moon had been based uh, for many years. And uh but however you says that he could not refuse to give the speech as he had been asked by the head of the Value Invest Korea, Lee Chol, who was the largest shareholder of Siladen, and also the head of the regional committee of the participation uh party which you chaired in the past. And meanwhile, Prosecutor General 윤석열 reportedly ordered to dispatch four additional prosecutors to the team, while the Southern Seoul Prosecutor's Office says the investigation is not targeting the political sphere, but if they find any evidence involving irregularities, they will look into it.
0: I asked earlier this week about How American voters might consider people of different ethnicities, Mm -hmm. looking at the case of the Asian ethnicity of Andrew Young, for example. And Mm -hmm. and that was, I think, not definitive in terms of what we were able to discuss, but certainly... um, Interesting, Uh, a fascinating question for different countries. But I also made the point that we have kind of these very high expectations of the U.S. in terms of openness to different ethnicities. Whereas here in South Korea, Mm -hmm. can you, for example, Hyunju, imagine uh, a non-Korean running for president or even running for a lawmaker position?
1: Well, someday it might happen. Yeah,
0: well... This is why I ask you, because the Perhaps ruling, maybe your children? <laughs> but who knows? But, the, I mean, yeah, ethnic, that's an interesting question in itself, because the, if you ask them, they'll say they're Korean, and they've got right. Korean passports, and they speak Korean. Yes. And they've got at least half their blood coming from the <laughs> Korean side. But... Um, Without going down that rabbit hole, the ruling Democratic Party scouted another new figure ahead of the April 15th general election. And this is someone who's not ethnically Korean.
1: Right. Well, DP has scouted the 16th new figure, and she's 44-year-old Vietnam-born naturalized Korean, and her name is Won Okum. She's the president of Vietnamese Residents Association in Korea. And also, she's been working as a human rights activist to help migrant workers and multicultural families for the past 15 years. Well, just to give you a a brief background about her. Uh, she met her Korean husband back in 1996 as he was working as an engineer in a construction company in Vietnam, and she got married in the following year and obtained Korean citizenship in 1998. In 2004, she started an online community for Korean-Vietnamese multicultural families and counseling for migrant women who were facing problems due to cultural differences. Uh, she has served as a representative of Migrant Residence Center called Tungheng, and also as a director of Seoul Foreign Workers Center, and she even studied law in Korean universities.
0: The the. The step here seems to uh, come after, say, Jasmine Lee, Mm -hmm. uh, who's well known to our show, uh, uh, Philippine-born, naturalized Korean, former Senuri Party lawmaker, what is now the LKP, uh, but who recently joined the Justice Party. Right. Uh,
1: So interestingly, uh, last Tuesday at a press conference held at the National Assembly, um, Wonho-kun was asked, What makes her different from Jasmine Lee? And she said that she can better reflect the voices of migrants and hopes to uh, solve the issues of domestic violence in multicultural families and migrant workers' human rights. And she says she has decided to join politics as she hopes to create a country where immigrants are no longer strangers and live as part of Korean citizens.
0: What we need to watch out for in the details of this going forward is what sort of role these people have in the parties is it just as some sort of figurehead are their voices really heard and are they proportional representatives right. or are they getting voted in by mm. local constituencies we'll have
1: to see what kind of policies they would yeah. come up
0: but but once they're actually being voted in then then we know that society's changing right. uh, let's talk about mm. the weather
1: yes changing January's weather cold
0: and i'm kind of <laughs> happy it's cold because it was unnaturally warm in january true Yes, And and in fact, officially was the warmest January on record.
1: Yes. Uh, According to the Weather Agency, the average monthly temperature across the country was 2.8 degrees Celsius, the highest number for January since nationwide weather records began in 1973. It's 3.8 degrees higher than the average uh, January temperature recorded in the period between 1981 and 2010. Also, last month, the average daytime high was 7.7 degrees Celsius and the average overnight low was minus one degree Celsius, both the highest on record. And even Jeju Island recorded its all-time high average temperature for January at 9.2 degrees Celsius. And in fact, flowers blossomed in Jeju since the daily high temperature rose to 22 degrees Celsius in the first week of January.
0: Yeah, the birds and the bees must have been very confused. But (laughs) what was the explanation?
1: Well, according to the weather agency, the warm weather last month is attributed to the unusually weakened Siberian high pressure that sends cool air in southern direction every winter. And also warm, moist air prevented cool air in the north from moving far enough to south. So the agency says it's clearly the result of the climate changes that we are seeing a warmer winter.
0: Yeah, there's always that immediate explanation which might make climate change deniers think, oh, well, that's why it's happening. But climate Mm -hmm. change is the kind of bigger picture and it's not just in... Korea. It was Earth's warmest January right. on record. Uh, th- by the way, uh, the government here is taking measures to improve indoor air quality in public transport and facilities. This is wonderful news, because after yes. we stop stopped talking about novel coronavirus, mm-hmm. I want us to keep focusing on air pollution. <laughs> As you know, it's one of my right. topics that I am most concerned about for yes. my children, who you mentioned before.
1: Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday, the Ministry of Environment said that it has established a basic plan for indoor air quality control from this year to 2024, along with different ministries of transport, education and health. Uh, First, it plans to strengthen the management of air purification installations and provide consulting on measuring and improving air quality at kindergartens, schools, daycare centres and nursing homes, which are used by sensitive groups. And the government plans to expand mandatory ventilation installations at multi-use facilities.
0: So we'll be able to actually see the level of ultrafine dust at subway stations in real time?
1: Yes. So the government will share the real-time results of the automatic measurements to uh, uh, measurements of the ultra-fine dust at underground stations across the country. And it will launch air quality measuring networks based on high-tech information communication system on a trial basis in, on subway and railway cars.
0: And some measures for homes as well.
1: Right. Uh, It plans to strengthen the management of building materials where high concentration of radon uh, can be released. Uh, Radon is known uh, carcinogen. And it will support the management of the ventilation facilities for those living in rental homes. And for new apartment complexes, the government plans to make it mandatory for professional institutions to measure air quality before residents move in. And also it's planning to further uh, measures to strengthen the standards of indoor air quality for new homes by 20.
0: Yeah, especially with radon the the basement or lower basement levels are a major concern and it's not exclusively the case but that would be something that you'd want to get checked if you're renting one of those kind of places in parasite type circumstances (laughs) or maybe slightly more luxurious. Thank you very much, Youngju. Thank you. Good to have you here with us Uh, on The Pulse. uh, I do want to say stay tuned to TBS eFM throughout the weekend for the latest updates on 2019 novel coronavirus it did indeed start in 2019 but the big story of 2020 so far Eunice Kim of Career Factual will be in the studio tomorrow from 7 to 9am for all the latest I'm also going to be here uh, broadcasting live on Sunday from 9am to noon in a special show we'll be talking to reporters medical doctors and other experts who've been following the issue so please do join us for as much of that as you can. We'd love to uh, have you contribute as well. Uh, We'll let you know, of course, as we always do, how you can do that. But um, we'll be back Monday with This Morning at 7am coming up next, Life Abroad with Nasung